When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi friends, welcome back to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name is Kayla, I'm an American English teacher, and in this lesson, or this episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast, I will talk about 10 different English verbs that are essential to know if you want to speak like a native English speaker, but also understand fluent English as well. These verbs are very important because they're verbal phrases They're verb phrases, and they're also verbs that have a ton of different meanings, so two, three, four, even more. And if you understand these verbs and know how to use them, this adds a ton to your English vocabulary. If you're watching today's lesson on Spotify, make sure to take a look at the video that's available, or if you want to watch the video, you can as well on YouTube. Spotify has just added reviews and ratings on their app. So make sure to give the English Vocabulary Help Podcast a five-star review. That would be so helpful. Last year, I just got my Spotify wrapped. There were people in 90 different countries throughout the world who listened to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. And I felt very proud of that as an English teacher because it is my duty and it is my goal to help people all over the world access high-quality English lessons like this podcast. So give it a review, that would help. Thank you to today's sponsor, and let's get started with the lesson. Zip. Zip. So you can say, I have to zip up my zipper. That's probably the most common way we think of using this verb, zip. But there are some other interesting uses of the verb zip as well. You could say something like, I have to zip over to my friend's house. This means you have to go quickly. You have to move fast. You can zip in a car or you can say, let me zip over there. That means you're running. So you use this verb zip when you're going somewhere quickly. I have to zip up to the school to pick up my son. So the verb play is a very beginner verb that you would learn when you're learning English. And you can use this like my children play, my children are playing outside. This just means they're having fun, they're playing games. But you can also use play to mean like joke or you can mean like messing around. You can say playing around. When people are acting like children, you can say stop playing around over there. Or if you say something to someone and it comes off offensive, you can say I'm sorry, I was just playing around. This means that you were joking, you were not being serious. Another interesting verb use here is to say that you are playing someone. This is more slang. It's less formal. If you're playing someone, it means you are scamming them or you are taking advantage of them. If you get played, you have been tricked. Oftentimes, we talk about men or women being like players. This means that they're not serious when it comes to relationships. They might cheat on another person if they play 
the man or if they're playing the woman. Of course, you can also say that you're playing an instrument. That means you're making sound with the instrument. And a common phrase when you feel like you've been wronged in a relationship, if the person acted one way but their intentions were another, is to say, I got played like a fiddle. This just means you got tricked or deceived, but we use this phrase to kind of say it in a fun way, even though it's not a very fun thing. Pick up. Pick up. Can you pick up your shoes? They're in everyone's way. So pick up can simply be used to mean take it off the ground. Another way that we can use this phrase is if you are going to try to get someone to go on a date with you. You can say, I was trying to pick up a woman. I was trying to pick up a woman at the coffee shop. I was engaging in conversation with her. We also can use pick up to say we're going to buy something. Can you pick up some eggs from the grocery store for me? This means can you go buy them for me? Can you pick them up since you're going? This means can you buy them too since you're going? Dish out or dish up. If you dish out an insult, it means you say an insult. We often say this phrase in English, if you can dish it out, you can take it. This means if you can insult other people or if you can be critical of them, you should also be able to be insulted yourself or be criticized without getting angry or too upset. So if you can dish it out, you can take it. Or you could say they can dish it out, but they can't take it. That means they can't be insulted. This can also be used with food. Obviously a dish is either a bowl or a plate that you eat off of. If you say, I'm going to wash the dishes, it means you're going to wash the plates and the bowls and anything else that was used for the meal. You can also say that you're going to dish out some food. Could you dish out the rice to everybody? This is a really informal way to say, can you serve everyone the rice or can you serve whatever food is being dished? Since we're talking about food, let's talk about the verb plate. This is used in culinary matters, so anything relating to cooking. If you say, can you plate the food? It means, can you put it on a plate? Can you make it look nice? Whenever I watch a cooking show in English, they say, okay, now we are going to plate the food. This means you get it ready on a plate and you get it ready to be served. If you are studying American English, you have to know the verb chill. If you are chilling, it means you are relaxing. You're just hanging out. You're maybe watching a movie, you are maybe reading a book, or you're maybe just chilling and scrolling on your phone. Another way that we use this verb is to say that we are going to make a food or a beverage cold. We're going to chill it. Usually, if you chill a food or you chill a beverage, you're just making it a little bit cold. I'm going to chill the bottle of wine. This means you're going to put it in the fridge for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, maybe a little bit longer but you would not chill something for much longer than that. If you make jello ever, you have to chill it in the fridge. You have to cool down the temperature. There are tons of uses for this word chill. I mean, you can get a chill. That means like a shiver and you get cold. Or you can tell someone that they need to relax and you can say, can you chill? Can you chill out? So chill has a ton of uses in the English language, especially for slang and informal language because people just, they like to chill. The verb kick, here's another one that you probably learned in your beginner English class. In soccer, you kick the ball. But have you ever heard an American English speaker say that they are going to kick a habit? 
This means that they are going to stop doing something. Oftentimes, people will try to kick smoking. It means they try to stop smoking or quit smoking. So if you are kicking something, it can mean you're quitting it or it's going to stop. Another common English phrase is, I just can't kick this cold or I just can't kick this virus. This means that you can't get it to stop. You cannot heal from the cold or the virus or whatever illness that you have. And then a final thing that I wanted to bring up for kick is the phrase kick the bucket. This is a very crude, very rude way to say that something has died. So try not to use this one with people. You could say my phone kicked the bucket last week. That means your phone died. Your phone no longer works. This is a really funny English phrase. During the pandemic, Zoom became a verb. It already was one, but now it has a meeting to go on to a Zoom meeting with someone. Do you want to go Zoom with me later? Sometimes we just say, I had a Zoom call. If you are Zooming somewhere, it means you're going quickly. It's like the verb zip. I'm going to Zoom over there. This means you're going to go quickly. It can be driving or it can be walking or running. And sometimes we describe cars as really zooming fast. It means they're going very fast. They're driving very fast. So you can either talk about a Zoom meeting, you can talk about zooming in your car, or you can just walk really fast and say, I zoomed over there. Stress. This is a verb and a noun, of course. If you stress about something, you are really worried about it. So if I want you to not worry, I will say, hey, don't stress, it's no big deal. This means don't worry, relax. You can also say, I want to stress that you shouldn't worry. This means I want to emphasize. If you're stressing something, you're really pushing it, you're really emphasizing it. I want to stress that you should study English every day. This means I want to make it important to you. I want you to understand it's important if I'm stressing it. So you can stress an idea. This last verb is a really good one to know. And it's kind of related to stress as well. It's push. So I want to push this idea on you. This means I want to influence this idea on you. Or you can say, I don't want to push this, but this means I don't want to make you do it. You can use the verb push to tell someone that you are going to make them do something. I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone. That means I'm going to get you out of your comfort zone so that you can do something really extraordinary. And obviously you can push someone or you can push a cart. Or if your car has ran out of gas, you can push the car. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. I'll be back next Thursday with another English lesson. I would like to talk about my New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions with you guys before the end of the year, so that's my plan. If you could, if you're listening on Spotify, they just added ratings, and it would really help support the podcast if you gave this a five-star rating so that Spotify can show other people that might be interested and learning English this podcast. Thank you guys again for listening, and best of luck studying.